the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to Rob Black, talking all things financial. Tuesdays, I bring in an expert from briefing.com. Wednesdays, I bring in an expert from briefing.com. They're very, very different. One market strategist, one Patrick O'Hare, and one economist, Dr. Jeff Rosen. Dr. Jeff Rosen, how are you today? Good. How about yourself? How's the world of economics? It's uh, wonderful now that we're getting new data again. <laughs> you know, it's been three weeks of, uh, of doing nothing, and you know, in the next two weeks we're getting all the data releases that were basically missed. So it's going to be a fun couple weeks. Are you a little upset the markets hit market all-time highs while not operating with economic data? Like, are you marginalized by that? <laughs> um, I. I yeah, I guess you could say that. I, I generally don't pay too much attention to, uh, you know, near-term trends in the market based on economic data. I look more long-term. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the way everything turned out with uh, the shutdown and, and not knowing what's going on and uh, seeing that everybody was, was happy, uh, you know, made me kind of feel left out. <laughs> With that said, I appreciate that you got the sense of humor. I once was working as an analyst for a guy who came into my office and told me that he didn't need me anymore because God picks his stocks. So, like, we don't need you because the stock market hits all-time highs. It's it's odd how you can get marginalized in good in good stock markets. Topic change, though. Any chance you saw the Alan Greenspan interview this week um, where he was I've on? Seen a couple uh, of them. Good God, I can't even think of his name now. Comedy Central's uh, John Stewart show. That one I did not see. Okay. In it, John Stewart said, "Was there things that what happened?" And he goes, "Well, there's things that we couldn't have projected." So Greenspan basically said, "We were kind of like steering a ship that we didn't know where it was going." So Stewart, you know, kind of made it funny, haha, on those kind of levels. But what's your confidence level in the Fed as far as? You know, some of these people are real economists. They've worked in the industry. Some of them are, you know, Harvard teachers who've never been in a business in their life. What's your opinion on the, the Fed as a collective doing the right thing and uh, being able to steer such a big thing as the U.S. economy? Um, I think the Fed as a collective is pretty intelligent. I think that, um, you know, if you take everybody as an individual, they're they're – they're pretty, you know, smart people, and if you put them in a room together, especially in a room that you know likes to have debate and is willing to be open to suggestions, I think you're uh, you're going to do yourself pretty well. Uh, from my understanding of the Greenspan Fed, it wasn't very much an open and you know open to debate type of environment. It was more of uh, 
you know, a monarchy of, you know, what Greenspan thought was what generally happened uh, in terms of federal uh, monetary policy. So I think we're going to get better ideas and we're going to hear from more people the way the Fed is currently constructed as opposed to in the past. Um, my complaint with, with Greenspan's uh, new book is that, you know, he doesn't take any blame for what happened, you know. You need to, you know, at least reflect on yourself and say, well, some people found it because some people made a lot of money, you know, and you know, shorting the housing market and, and understanding you know, how things were were going to uh, play out. You had uh, a guy, uh, Hyman Minsky, writing a paper 30 years before, you know, basically explaining exactly what was going on uh, in the financial sector, saying this is a, a bad system. You're going to have a big financial crash. That uh, either Greenspan didn't read or you know chose to to negate. You know, I, I think that if he would have came out and been more contrite and said, you know, I screwed up a little bit, and let's figure out how we don't screw up in the future, things would have been a little bit better. Let's change topics to home prices. Uh, this morning we saw U.S. home prices rise three tenths of a percent in August from July, smallest gain in 11 months. From the data that you're looking at, as a collective, you know. Real estate's local, local, local. But are you seeing a collective? Have we hit the highs? Can we expect sideways to down, sideways to up? What do we? Where do we go with housing? Uh, I hope that we go sideways. <laughs> I don't think that uh, the market is, is necessarily ready to go up. I think there's too much slack in the market. Um, you know, there was a recent Fed paper talking about. Uh, uh, home prices yesterday, I think, came from the San Francisco Fed saying that um, you could see prices continuing to go up because people are not putting things on the market because they expect things to go up, so you're keeping supply artificially depleted. Uh, the way I see it is that you have income growth that's um, you know moderate at best and, and probably anemic is, is probably the better word. You have higher mortgage rates, which means affordability conditions are going down, so I don't see how you can continue having housing prices go up unless you're moving again back into a bubble-type situation where people are buying just because they think prices are going to go higher in the future. I throw out an argument on radio and television that housing is the greatest liability that we ever take on, but that never prepay your mortgage because the equity inside your home loses to inflation 2 to 4%, the purchasing power of the dollar. Um, and I catch a lot of flack for that. A lot of people get mad at me for saying don't prepay your mortgage because some people want to pay it off. What's your opinion on paying off mortgages? I guess it all depends on what your uh, mortgage rate is set at. I mean, if your mortgage rate is at 3%, I mean, it's not a good idea to pay off your mortgage because you know, you're not going to get that type of capital. Um, if your mortgage is 8%, you know, it might be better off repaying it because you know, earning 8% on a different investment is more difficult. So I guess it all depends on what the interest rates are set at. I mean, if you're paying it off because you want equity in your house, the only reason why I would suggest doing that is if you want some line of credit in the future and you need to have a source of capital for that. But otherwise, yeah, I don't see much of a reason to do that. I think I stole my idea that the dollar loses to inflation from the Federal Reserve paper in the 80s where they basically pulled the Federal Reserve members and they said, yeah, prepaying your mortgage is a bad thing to do based on inflation of the dollar. But anyway, um, anything you're working on right now, Dr. Jeff Rosen, that we should be made aware of? Anything important coming out? 
I'm just really trying to focus on the employment situation, what's going on with there. I mean, we're having a lot of talk about uh, the negative externalities on Obamacare on, on the employment situation. Uh, right now, we're not seeing it in the data. I mean, if you look at the ADP numbers, you're not seeing any trend shifts in uh, job growth in uh, small firms or in medium-sized firms. And if you're looking at uh, part-time workers, you're not seeing big changes in uh, the percentage of the workforce that's part-time, and that's uh, looking at it as you know total number of employer, total number of people that are currently working, total number of people in the labor force, or even in the overall population. So right now we're not seeing any of the negative uh, um, results that we expected to see from uh, you know forcing insurers to have to pay for health insurance on uh, on their work staff. Now things can change in the next several months, but you know, you know, right now that's not that's not happening. And I'm trying to find some data on you know the actual job, the actual firm creations and transitions. So if we're seeing like a slowdown in uh, firms that have 40 people as opposed to firms that have 10 people, you know, because that's the the firms that are really going to have uh, the upward costs from from the Affordable Care Act. And I'm just spending a little bit more time trying to piece all this stuff out because I think it's going to be an important play in 2014. Talking about employment beyond 2014, maybe the next 10 years, generally speaking, are we going to keep this argument alive that we're underemployed, we want to work more hours, and unemployment's stubbornly too high? Over 10 years? Yeah, I, I'm not, I guess I'm asking for a little crystal ball. Like, is this, are we a damaged economy? We are a damaged economy, but I don't think we are a broken economy. You know, I think that, uh, you know, we're being hit with unnecessary fiscal adjustments um, at this point in time, which is slowing economic growth, which is preventing uh, the normal response of a recession with higher job gains and uh, faster you know, economic prosperity. But um, you know, I don't think it's an everlasting event. I think that you know eventually you're going to hit a you know a happy median with where we're at, and and growth can can start from there. It's just a question: of when are we going to get there? And you know, it could take some time. Okay. Hope not. Thanks very much, <laughs> Dr. Jeff Rosen, Briefing.com, a trusted, reliable source of information on international U.S. equity markets. There's so much there from Dr. Jeff Rosen's pondering about the economy to value stocks, growth stocks, to trading ideas. Um, they do a really, really nice job of encapsulating what's working and what's not working on the market. Um, they're not paying me to say that. Like, this is not a paid endorsement. I can tell you that it's, uh, it's a good service for the average person who wants to know a little bit more. It's briefing.com, and it's Dr. Jeff Rosen. He joins me every Wednesday at 8.30. Global equities are treating today. Amidst indications that the People's Bank of China may tighten policy, that's what I should have asked Dr. Jeff Rosen next week. Um, Dow component Boeing is beating on earnings and revenue, while Dow member Caterpillar reported disappointing. We are in earnings season. We did hit market highs earlier this week. We're not going to be at market highs every single day, every single year, but more often than not, the market moves higher. Um, i got an interesting statistic on that for you that... Um, one of my compadres in the world went out and actually ran some of the numbers. It's 1927. The market's been higher 
than the previous year, 65% of the time. And the market has made a new all-time high 41% of the time, looking at the calendar years. Those are good odds. It's almost tough to beat those odds. Those are incredible odds. You need to be inside the markets for the long-term patient investor, not for the short-term undisciplined trader. It's not for you. Be Charles and Eric to 800-516-1220. Don't forget, i got an event coming up at Walnut Creek this weekend, Money 101 in the morning, and Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning in the afternoon. It's a phone fundraiser or $5 fundraiser. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. Bad credit card debt happens. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 